So we want to start off with just a perfect knowing, and that perfect knowing is that you contain a vast possibility. You contain a universe of possibilities, which you may choose to nurture and facilitate an absolutely new life experience. It is not one or two possibilities. It is a universe of infinite possibilities, all at the ready to serve as a catalyst for this wonderful journey of your soul. Now, if you really listen from the heart level, from the soul level, you can hear these possibilities. They're all going, it's me, it's me, it's me. Choosing one of these possibilities as a new and wonderful adventure for your journey. We're curious, which one would you choose? Which one would it be? And we want you to understand that these possibilities existed for your journey long before we ever mentioned them, and they will continue to exist long after we speak of them this morning. They have been your possibilities, your birthright, from the instant of time you chose to play within this human environment. And these possibilities cannot be diminished by a lack of awareness, recognition, nor utilization. So we ask again, within this vast universe of possibilities, which one would you choose as a new and wonderful adventure for your journey? It's me, it's me. That one? Good. So now that you have selected your new possibility, we want to ask what would keep you from nurturing this possibility from a feel-good thought, an feel-good idea, a feel-good vision, until it becomes a living good demonstration. A living good demonstration. And before you answer, we really just want to remind you that you have more spiritual authority and power within the tip of your little finger to nurture this possibility into your living good demonstration than all the physical world combined times infinity. So the correct answer is no thing and no one may keep you from nurturing that possibility into a living good demonstration with the exception of you. So out of this awareness, we have to ask ourselves, well, since this universe of possibility is mine and has been mine for the choosing and has always existed for me and always will, why have I not previously chosen to bring to life one of these possibilities for this wonderful adventure of my soul. And the untethered soul, Michael Singer writes, people don't understand that fear is a thing. It's just another object in the universe that you are capable of experiencing. You can do one of two things with fear. You can recognize that you have it and work to release it, or you can keep it and try to hide from it. And a little later on, he writes, the prerequisite to true freedom is to decide that you do not want to suffer anymore. You must decide that you want to enjoy your life and that there is no reason for stress, inner pain, and fear. No reason at all. So we know that Dr. Holmes 
in the science of mind defines fear as false evidence appearing real. In other words, fear is a no thing trying to become a something. And we up-leveled the definition of fear a while back, and we call it fear, its frequency, emitting at rock bottom. And pain, just so that we're all aware, is found in all human experience. Pain cannot be avoided. However, simply because pain cannot be avoided does not mean it needs to become a way of life. Just as we may learn to transform the energy of fear by raising our vibration, we may learn to transform the energy of pain by raising our vibration. To operate from a consciousness liberated from old fears, old wounds, we will want to acknowledge that they exist. Affirm we are ready to release them, every dang one of them, by the way, and then release them from our consciousness by being cognizant of when these fears and wounds bubble up into our emotions and thoughts, they are there for us to release. Acknowledge, affirm, and release. Practice that, and you'll be co-creating your journey from a consciousness so centered in oneness with Source, so liberated in its oneness, fear and pain will never impact your journey again. You can rely on it. That's the title of our lesson this morning. Rely on it. So we're in our second lesson for this month-long series based on the book, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And if you missed last week's lesson, it's currently online, available to be heard and downloaded via the website, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. Whatever the hell Stitcher Radio is, I don't know. They said, would you like it? I said, does it cost anything? They said, no. I said, sure, give it to me. I want to remind you that The Untethered Soul is available in the bookstore. I think we have a couple of copies left. Or you can get it on Amazon, new or used. You can even download it in an audio version. Because we really would like for you to follow along through this series. And if you are following along, and we hope that's all of you, you may have noticed that the first two sections of the book that we covered last week and the third section we're going to cover today is all about release, about letting go, moving into that heartfelt oneness with Source without any layer of negative energy impacting, coming between our connection to Source. So it's very valuable in that regard so that we can create and align our journey with a clear channel of divine consciousness to be abundantly clear by that which we mean of old layers, that which does not serve you. We mean patterns of behaviors, thoughts, ideas, beliefs, memories that when focused upon well up within our sphere of recognition in one form or the other that feels uncomfortable to us for some reason, worrisome, troublesome, and just downright yucky. That yuckiness is a very powerful spiritual term. It's a yucky term. But it establishes, it sets up this wedge, this layer of energy, to 
between us and our connection to Source, our connection to Spirit, to Yahweh, our connection to Aunt Bertha. How many communions with Aunt Bertha last week? Go ahead. Ain't Aunt Bertha wonderful? Of course she is. Now, those in the know know that Aunt Bertha is an acronym that we offered up for this series, which means boundless energy radiating through hearts absolutely. And for more information on Aunt Bertha, for those that weren't here last week, well, you can download the lessons in Stitcher, so there you go. Is it possible for us to, is it for us to train our consciousness into a state of pure liberation and freedom from fear and pain through acknowledgement, affirming, and releasing? The short answer is yes, of course. However, the question would become, why would we want to do that? Why does someone want to do that? I mean, after all, aren't our fears, the pains that we have had, a part of who we are? Isn't that who makes us up, make, makes up what we are? And the answer is no, they are not. Our fears and wounds are born out of an experience that we have had. They are not made up of who we are. For who we are is that pure expression of source energy, pure love, pure creativity. So someone may have a fear of public speaking because it always makes them nervous, yet they will always remain a perfect, whole, and complete expression of spirit. Someone may have a fear of asking someone out on a date because they have been rejected before, yet they will always remain a perfect, whole, and complete expression of presence. Someone may have buried within their heart and soul a wound, a pain of someone leaving their life, either by transition or external motivation. Yet they will always remain a perfect, whole, and complete expression of the divine. What makes up who you are is the good, the love, and the joy of the universe. What makes up fears and pains are perceptions of experiences which only serve to provide you with the awareness. You have already lived through that pain and fear. You've already survived it. Therefore, it has no authority over you. Michael Singer wrote this. He said, if you truly want to grow spiritually, you'll realize that keeping your, you keeping your stuff is keeping you trapped. You'll Eventually, you'll want, out, you'll want out at any cost. A little later on, he wrote, if you are doing something to avoid the pain, then pain is running your life. All of your thoughts and feelings will be affected by your fears. So let's assume, let's assume that someone has a fear of asking someone out on a date. Anyone out on a date because of a pain of previous rejection, or in my case, rejection. I always considered it a numbers game. Every kid knows you always get a yes. I was never afflicted with such fear. So anyhow, our hypothetical individual will usually follow a pattern of thought which goes something like this. They see somebody they're interested in, they may have heard them speak, and they say, wow, they're cute. They're cute. I, I like what they have to say. Hmm. No 
wedding ring. This looks good. Well, they're so cute, they have to be dating someone. They probably wouldn't find me interesting. Let's avoid their narcissism. Wow, I saved myself again. Let's go and see Ben and Jerry. Now, we all know, we know the scenario applies to no one here, only to people you know. So tell them to listen on Stitcher. This is an individual operating from the energy of fear born out of a painful memory or memories from the past. They are creating their current experience, this current moment of now, not from an awareness of being in alignment with the omnipotent source overflowing with an infinity of possibilities. They are reacting to a fear-based thought and memory of an experience they have already survived. And they are creating a blockage, creating a wedge that is binding, limiting their consciousness and their journey from experiencing just the possibility of something new and wonderful. And the untethered soul, Michael wrote this, he said, if you want to be free, you must first accept that there is pain in your heart. You have stored it there and you have done everything you can, you can think of to keep it there, deep inside, so that you never have to feel it. There is also tremendous joy, beauty, love, and peace within you. But they are on the other side of the pain. On the other side of pain is ecstasy. On the other side is freedom. Your true greatness hides on the other side of that layer of pain. You must be willing to accept pain in order to pass to the other side. Just accept that it is there and that you are going to feel it. Accept that if you relax, it will have its moment before your awareness, and then it will pass. It always does. Rely on so we're going to go through this process of acknowledging, affirming, and releasing. I, can, I can't speak for you, but I can, I can tell you from my personal experience, there have been some scenarios, situations, interactions that have caused some fear, created some fear, created some pain within my journey, and we have to work with those to let them go. So we all have something within our, our consciousness that we want to move beyond. And this is the perfect exercise to do that. We want to acknowledge that the pain or fear exists. We don't want to hide from it. So what is going on within me? What created this old yucky feeling that's now impacting my journey? And when we've got that, we can say, okay, I got it. I recognize that it exists or that it existed, but however, in this moment, it is now just a memory. And the only way it's going to impact my journey, the only way it's going to keep me from living this new possibility that I have chosen, is if I continue to focus on the old thought as opposed to the new possibility. So I'm going to take this moment and acknowledge that the old pain exists. I'm going to thank it for what it taught me. And I'm going to release it by recognizing something new. 
by recognizing something, I'm going to release it by knowing that I no longer have to choose to put my energy onto something that has no right and no power to impact my journey unless I choose to continue to focus upon it. And it is from that awareness we remove that layer and we strengthen our connection with Source. Now, this takes practice. This isn't going to be done overnight. In the book, The Untethered Soul, Michael talks a lot about being the observer to your mind chatter. Being the observer to your mind chatter so that when you're focused on that new possibility, right, you've got it, you've maybe created an affirmation for it, and you'll begin begin that process of affirming over and over and over again, you find that the monkey mind, the mind chatter, will redirect you back to a painful thought, back to a negative memory. Why is that? It's not self-sabotage. It's not that you're not spiritually powerful. It's that the monkey mind itself, that layer of consciousness that's comfortable with the current energetic pattern, does not like change. And it doesn't like change because it means it has to grow, it has to stretch a little bit. So our role is to find that affirmation and to recognize that this monkey mind is going to attempt to redirect our thought patterns. I call it spiritual ADD. Thank you, God, for living through me as a omnipotent spiritual Thank you, God, for living through me as an omnipotent spiritual being. Thank you, God, for living through me as a, ooh, a bunny. And that's how, this, that's how this monkey mind will work. And as soon as you recognize that that's how it works, then you can begin to redirect. The, oh, there it is again. There's that pattern playing out. There's that pattern playing out. And the only way to break a pattern is to do what? Something new. Something new. Now, in 14 days, you can break a pattern. 14 days, you can break a pattern. Wayne Dyer said, you leave old habits behind by starting out with the thought, I release the need for any of this in my life. I release the need for any of this in my life. And if the old thoughts are not serving you in your spiritual growth, you can release the need for them through this process. Acknowledge, affirm, and release. Acknowledge, affirm, and release. And then, as you're doing your affirmation work, be mindful that your mind redirecting you to something other than the higher possibility is perfectly good. You're not doing still have as much power and spiritual authority in the tip of your little finger than the entire manifest universe times infinity. It's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's simply that you're still in the process of learning a new behavior. So I'm alleviating you of new age guilt right now. Got it? It doesn't serve you 
Elizabeth Kubler-Ross said, it is not the end of the physical body that should worry us. Rather, our concern must be to live while we are alive, to release our inner selves from the spiritual death that comes with living behind a facade designed to conform to external definitions of who and what we are. That external facade is what is created by someone that's living out of their, their energy of pain, painful ideas, fearful thoughts. Because they have created different mechanisms for them to protect themselves, to conform to the expectations of society. And we have to ask, well, if I'm living in oneness with source, and that is what I am, can I operate with these mechanisms and still live a full life? You can physically. Of course. But can you do it spiritually? Can you do it always in that oneness, knowing that you are the powerful creator? And the answer is going to have to be, unfortunately, no. We're going to have to step up to the plate and begin cleansing this palette of consciousness, removing the layers. And that's some, a work that we each have to do by ourselves, that we each have to do for ourselves. Now, we have in place the opportunity to make it easier. You can work with a practitioner. You can work with your Reiki team or a Reiki practitioner. And that, that helps lighten the load some. But at the end of the day, we must set the intent to begin cleansing our own palette of consciousness, to remove the void, because that's how we begin to live. Take a look at your affirmation card this week. It's another piece of wisdom from Wayne Dyer, which I love. He said, when you dance, your purpose is not to get to a certain place on the dance floor. It's to enjoy each step along the way. And I think that the enjoyment of the dance floor of life is stolen from individuals who are allowing old wounds and old fears to impact their rhythm impact how they create in this journey. One of my favorite actresses of all time, some of you may know may know her by name, is Alfre Woodard. You know Alfre Woodard? Right? I just love her. Her, her. her range of characters is phenomenal. And she's been in plays and movies and TV. She's been in them all and she's won awards for several stage and screen plays. And I, I just don't believe, I hear in so much stuff, I don't think she's ever turned down a role, right? She's been in everything. If you like the TV show The Last Ship, there's Alfre Woodard. If you like Star Trek, there's Alfre Woodard. She's been in everything. I fully expect to see her one day on an I Love Lucy marathon. There's Alfre Woodard. Even though she was born long before that came out. So, Alfre Woodard, Studied, studied drama at Boston University. And in 1976, she moved to LA, to Los Angeles, to hone her craft, to live her craft and be an actress. And she says this, she said once in an interview, she said, when I came to LA, people told me there were no film roles for black actors. I'm not a fool, I know that. But I was always confident that I knew my craft. So let this sink in for a minute. This is the late 70s. 
the civil civil rights, of course, are law. However, they're just not given. And Alfrey is a woman. For the record, later on, in the early 80s, she married a white guy. So, you know, it's really stacking up against her now. Her family and his family turned against him. Okay. And I know if I ever had the privilege of talking to Alfrey Woodard, and I asked her, you know, Alfrey, do you think that back in the 70s, back in the 80s, heck, even today, that an actress who is not as talented as you are got a part over you because she was a different race. I'm certain her answer would be, well, duh. Yeah, of course. Can you imagine the inner chatter of someone like Alfre Woodard in that thought process of going to L.A. in the 70s? Probably sounds something like, think you are. You know these roles are only for white actors. Just take what you can get. We could go on, but I want you to recall what she said. People told me there were no film roles for black actors. I'm not a fool. I know that. Acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. But I was confident. Affirmation that I knew my craft and related. Her off-the-cuff statement shows us that she did not allow her attention to focus on her fears, her pain of rejection, even the race consciousness of the time. She focused her consciousness on that which she knew, her craft, her ability to live her dream. And it is in that knowing she was able to stay in alignment with and bring forward and nurture a new and wonderful possibility for her journey and turn that possibility into a wonderful good of her journey. So just on a side note, do yourself a favor. If you haven't seen Holiday Heart yet with Alfrey Woodard, print it today. You'll laugh, you'll cry, the untethered soul, Michael writes this, he says, eventually you will understand that there is an ocean of love behind all of this fear and pain. That force will sustain you by feeding your heart from deep within you. Over time, you will form an intensely personal relationship with this beautiful inner force. It will replace the relationship you currently have with the inner pain and disturbance. Now peace and love will run your life. When you pass beyond the layer of pain, you will finally be free from the binds of the psyche. Isn't that what we want? Isn't that what anybody having the human condition wants? Is to live in a consciousness of freedom. To live in a consciousness that can create, not without pain, but create beyond the pain from the awareness that, yes, we're all going to experience pain, but we don't have to reside in that energy of pain forever. We want to affirm that in this moment, 
our sole purpose is to live as the highest and best expression of source, to come forward in this human journey of ours with one intention. And that intention is to say, this possibility works for me, and I'm now going to bring it forward into my existence. This old possibility, this old fear, this old pain is no longer serving me. I am now going to let it go. Over the years, I have met many individuals whose life overflows with tremendous and unspeakable misfortune. And I'm here to tell you, almost all of those misfortunes never occurred outside the confines of their minds. Their fear vapor may have kept from dancing in this journey because they've allowed their fears to run their life. They've allowed old anger to control their journey. Emerson said, for every minute you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of peace of mind. And I will add to Emerson that every minute you remain fearful, you give up 60 seconds of powerful creativity. That every second, you re- for every minute, that you remain in a consciousness that is separated from source, give up 60 seconds of what shall be, what shall be. Michael wrote, change involves challenging what is familiar to us and daring to question our traditional needs for safety, comfort, and control. This is often perceived as a painful experience because that monkey mind doesn't want to dissolve. That monkey mind doesn't like change. It perceives change as a painful experience. What we want to realize is the only way to continue in our spiritual evolution is for transformation to occur. So there may be some pain, some discomfort along the way. And when we do that, when we realize that's just a part of the journey, then we we can begin observing it as the opportunity for us to create and live beyond it. Wherever you are on your journey, whatever is going on for you, whatever fears you have, whatever occurred that is sitting within this heart energy of yours, heart energy of yours, if it's a painful experience, this is your call. Make no mistake. You are here this morning time to let it go. It's time to release it. And you have all that you need to do that. You have all that you need in this moment to acknowledge, to affirm, and release. And if if some grain of doubt, some kernel of doubt has clicked in and said, you know, I just don't know if I can do that, that's okay. It's okay. Seek a practitioner let them work with you. Seek out the Reiki team. Let them work with you. You will release it. Your purpose this morning is to acknowledge that this infinity of possibility that exists within you, this is the time to bring it forward. And you have all that you need to do so. As this is a truth that you can rely on. And so ends our lesson.
All right. If you would please say the offering affirmation with me. Infinite mind. Infinite mind. In, as, and through me. In, as, and through me. Blesses and multiplies my offering. Blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work. It does its good and perfect work. And returns to me. And returns to me. Multiplied abundantly. Multiplied abundantly. And if the ushers would please come forward as they're coming forward, it's my pleasure to introduce again the wonderful